Hi, Amanda. Hi, Abigail. Welcome to the podcast show. Thank you. I appreciate being here. It's exciting. Yeah. Do you feel like it's such an honor? I do feel like it's an honor. Like, I and you are extending me this honor. Yes. That is a, that is a sentence I don't think I could diagram. This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh. <laughs> what, is the, what is the object? What is the direct object? What is the verb? What is the subject? That's... That's kind of how I pitch myself as a copy editor. I'm like, sentence is so obtuse and obfuscational, <laughs> you won't be able to diagram them no matter how hard you and I work together to do so. Get at Bam. me. <laughs> Get at yourself through me by way of the internet. Indeed. Hmm. Is that your URL? What's new with you? Uh, I was thinking the other day yes. about the time that I set up uh, that Kate and I were in some sort of feud when she had misskate.com. And I decided to switch my blog to one of her posts. And it was like, MissKate.com backslash equals post number 365. And I was like, ah, here I am at my new blogging home. And like, I do not get this joke at all. Really? It was so funny. I No, I'm not even following right now. Oh, basically just that she had this, like she was posting or whatever, but her post URLs never had like words in them because she didn't know how to set up her website. So she just had like well, numbers. Well, yeah, WordPress used to have that as the default. So it was like post right. two, post three, post four. Yeah. So she had put po- whatever it was, post th- number 355. We got in some sort of argument and I was like, fine, my new blog is in the comment section of this post. And so I updated all of my websites to say that my new URL was misskate.com backslash post number 355 and made like a beautiful banner and then like was writing all these posts in there and she got so mad about it. You were just writing your posts on as comments on her blog? Yeah, as comments on her blog. To make her mad? Just to make her mad. It went on for like four days. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> because you... that is, of course, the kind of thing that I would think was so funny. Right, and I'm absurdist, like... <laughs> absurdist humor. And you're like, I don't even understand the story you're telling me. Right. And you're like, no, no. Let me explain it. Then you'll get it and you'll think it's so funny. And I'm like, no. But I mean, if the two of you felt, you know, like it was good ammo in your uh, spat, then mission accomplished. So Abigail, I went on a trip. I went to Oakland and it was amazing and I'd never been there before. She says what's new with you and then there's a story about a blog from eight years ago and then she wants to tell me about her trip. Sure, yeah. What is new with me? Tell me about your trip. So you... So you have been on a date with me. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, you went to Oakland. That was your first time in Oakland? It was my first time in, well, I think it was my first time in Oakland. Yeah. In the East Bay? I've never been. That's crazy. That's like all I do when I go to SF. No, we went there together, you and I. Oh, yes, someone tried we to did. Tell me... I know. So someone tried to tell me about Fenton. To see the Postal and I was Service. Like, yes, exactly, which I brought up to the people there. We and took a really was... good selfie. Did we? Yeah. I never see it on the on this day thing. Well, I don't know. It was like on Instagram or something. I'll send uh, it to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I need every selfie where I look awesome. I've been really into selfies lately as documentation of what's happening. I never post them, but, you know, just to have. Um, yeah, that's like <laughs> my whole life. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, so someone tried to tell me all about Fenton's ice cream, and I was like, don't worry, Abigail uh, and her mom got there 100 years before you were ever born. Yep. I have been there. And then I had to explain about how we went on an ice cream tour yes. of Berkeley, Berkeley and went to like seven ice cream places. And they were like, oh my gosh, how sick did you get? And I was like, not sick. That was a light day. Yeah, you were like, well, instead of sitting in one place and eating all the ice cream in the whole grocery store... I was walking in between each tiny scoop of expensive ice cream. A diet, if ever there was. Oh, the dietist diet. Yeah, the person... Okay, so Mary was telling me about her husband, Hashem, and she said, you know, Hashem eats, like, at least half a pint of ice cream a day. Like, somehow trying to, like, make it clear to me how much ice cream was being consumed. And I was like, Mary, I eat at least a pint of ice cream a day and she was like oh my god and I was like I know count your lucky stars and then you were like wait which one's the pint oh maybe it's a gallon 
Yeah, I was like, is that the one that fits in your hand? Because that's a twofer. That's just a <laughs> Tuesday night twofer. Thank you. Yeah, and then Hashem and I got together and talked for a really long time about, about ice, cream. ice cream. It was so satisfying to my soul because he talked about like the beauty of the pint and how it like fits in your hand so nicely and how he can't quite get on board with quartz because it's too much ice cream. And I was like, no, it's not, but that's cute. Go ahead. And he just talked all about like texture and consistency. We were the worst people at brunch. The nice ever. thing about a quart though is that it gets really good and melty. Oh yeah, I could see that. And also you probably do actually get kind of sick most of the way through it, so you have to save some for later. So true. Whereas so tr- if you get Magnum ice cream bars, there's just three in a box, which means you're like one, two, three, let's go. Yeah, there's, there's one no to get stopping. you to the car. <laughs> Let me tell you how that goes. There's one to get you to the car out of the parking, like to the parking. You're like, no, what? you're like at cash wrap. And you know how like if you yep. have a water bottle, they like set it up next to your wallet. But all the mm-hmm. rest of your groceries they put away. You're like, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. And you're like tearing yep. into it with your tooth while you're like waiting for the Trying machine to, like, to say you can have your card back. Yeah. Trying to put your chip in. You're like, is this chip or swipe? I don't know. Just just take it. But I you only have ice- one hand because your other hand is holding yep. the ice cream while you're tearing it open with your teeth. Oh, my God. Exactly. Okay, so, so that's number one. Yeah, that's number one. Gets you to the number car. Two is, number two is as you are getting your, your stuff situated and your car started. So that gets <laughs> you to, like, the car is on. You're rounding off i'm gonna savor this next one at home i'm gonna make it an event it's gonna be a real special treat for after dinner that's number three that's your story you're telling yourself about number three yeah you tell yourself this whole narrative about what a hero you are and how you already had two so you don't need number three then number three okay so you're like i'm gonna wait till after dinner this is gonna be great i already had two i'm good so as you're leaving the parking lot your your tire like hits the actual road you're on your way you're like well but now is a great time to start number three. I'll just have a bite or two. Uh, the first stoplight, <laughs> number three, is gone. You are done. By the way, I was imagining the La Mirada Albertsons as I played out that entire scenario, just in case you need a real visual. I Well, I also would like to know which Magnum bar. Um, the white one, maybe? I haven't actually bought them ever, but I think the white one looks alluring. Oh, okay. So I've really gotten into the Magnum Doubles. I don't even know if that's what mm-hmm. they're called, but there's like dirty. There's a Sounds like a dirty. Th- listen, there's ice cream in the middle. Uh huh. And then the layer of like milk chocolate that's whatever you know, hard. Mm-hmm. This hard shell, right? And then a layer. Gesturing. <laughs> Gesturing. So obtuse and terrifying. And then a layer of, and this is where it's dealer's choice. You could have caramel or fudge or maybe some other boring thing. And then another layer of the candy shell, chocolate shell. Okay. I'm there, man. I'm there. That yes, sounds great. It's, no, it's, it is on point. It does kind of sound like a lot of candy and not no, as much no, ice No, 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 no. It's like, it's, no, it's, 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 it's in a good way. Can I tell you a story about some ice cream I had in San Francisco? Maybe. We'll see. Okay. Well, it's happening. I'm sorry. So I was going to go to Mr. and Mrs. Miscellaneous, but um, they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I guess they're not red-blooded Americans. And I look forward to what happens to them in the coming political landscape. But so I said, please, please elaborate on how our current political climate would react to the ice cream place being closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Please, please dive into that conspiracy theory a little bit more. Oh, my friend, if you're going to hold the door open, I will come in with my torch and start setting fire to the curtains is what's going to happen. So, um, if, so nine to five, the nine to five is a cultural institution and huge part of America, right? The work week, the sanctity of the 40 hour work week, honest Americans, Working Monday through Friday, weekends off, you know, ice cream stores, maybe they don't get to take any time off is my thought. If you're going to take time off, why would you take off Monday and Tuesday? The only two days I'm in San Francisco. But what? no, it's because, okay, I've got a better conspiracy theory. Okay. okay. Are you ready? So ready. So what they've done, instead of taking off Saturday and Sunday... They're open on Saturday and Sunday, right? And they're making Monday and Tuesday their weekend. Here's what's wrong with that politically. 
We should let people celebrate the weekend with their families. Why are we why are we taking religious holidays and making them ice cream days and like what kind of secularism puts the ice cream weekend on Monday and Tuesday? That's what I'm saying. This is Trump's America. I will not stand for this. You know, this is despicable. It's disgusting what's already happened in America. People feel the need to make these choices. They don't know how they're going to make money. They're forced into working all weekend long, literally from noon until five. They have to be open. It's insane. These rules, these rules are killing everyone. You know, regulations on regulations, uh, rising prices. Well, in the minimum wage. The minimum wage. I mean, it's a mom and pop. Literally, a mother and a father run the store. Mr. and, and Mrs., you do the math. Right. And I mean, at least at least they're abiding by some good Christian marriage laws about, you know, that's important they're, in this new yes. world economy. They're endorsing some traditional marriage. Some heteronormative marriage beliefs. Next thing you know, though, that. with these sorts of holidays, next thing you know, we're going to get some Mrs. and Mrs., not in san francisco abigail please i will say i saw more i bet you i bet you that uh that city's just gonna fall right off into the pacific if all goes well please um yeah so anyway so i had some ice cream at ice cream bar which is a different place and they had a cookies and cream ice cream that was snickerdoodle and white chocolate blueberry and it tasted delicious I don't know if I want that. No, I definitely it sounds don't want like, that. No, no. It sounds like the blueberry is going to be strong. I couldn't taste the blueberry at all. So I don't know why they even called it blueberry. I don't want my ice cream tasting like white chocolate. I barely ever even want my white chocolate tasting like white chocolate. Mm-hmm. All right. A valid point. I can get behind that. Dude, Oakland. Let me tell you some things about Oakland. My uh, land, every single You know window, that's where I'm yeah. from, right? I, like I know. I basically like, invented it. I know, but you never took me to Oakland proper, I feel like. We just hung out in Berkeley. Well, we didn't have time. There was 100 ice cream places you wanted to go to. I know, and I somewhat regret that, except I don't in any way, shape, or form. And we were only so, th- we were only there. Do you remember? We were only there. We like were in four Ber- hours. We were in Berkeley yeah. for like 24 hours, and then we drove. Then we drove to Napa. That was a great trip, by the way. We should for go there gelato. all the time. Like we went out of our way to Napa that's for right. gelato. So I mean, that's they're... right. We went to Friday Gelati. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I thought we just went to go to the to the Cliff Family Winery, but no, no, that was a that was that was a surprise, a fluke. Yeah. Um. Good weekend. Okay, so it was a great weekend. We should go do fun things all the time. Oh wait, we <laughs> do, and we're going like in two weekends to go do a lot of fun mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Um, I have to say Oakland was a breath of fresh air. It was so interesting. Marion Hashim's house is so cool. I can't believe it. They live really like they live in downtown and they have this entire like artistic loft house to themselves. They're right next to a brewery. They're on top of art galleries. Um, what's the brewery? Right the- Do you know? No, it was some beer garden brewery thing. They delivered beer kegs all night. and It was very loud. Um, it was on t- like 23rd and telegraph. So like in between telegraph and grand, I guess. And it was just such a lively place. And there were so many things. And I, we were walking around and I was like, Mary, all of these windows have black lives matter posters in them. This is incredible. What a city, what a lively place. And she was like, yeah, that's so that they don't get broken into during the riots. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Okay. Like I was like building this whole narrative of like civic pride and well, all that stuff. In I my mean, head. you know, go a little north into Berkeley and that's I mean that's you know, the rich Libbies having some civic pride. But yeah, no, Oakland really like is legit. Black it's lives so legit. do matter. I know. Except someone screamed at us when Hoshim was wearing a Black Lives Matter pin. So I don't know. But you know. These things happen. Like hit by the light, a little hat on your head, clutching a microphone, just like those old great Michelangelo paintings of yore. Did I freeze? Are you saying I look like a painting? No, you were you weren't frozen. You were just staring up, looking at something. I don't know what. Oh, it's my cat. Hang on, let me see if you can see him. He's like epically posing. Oh, he is posing. Right? Shouldn't you just do the podcast with him? 
I mean, I am kind of doing it with Grayson now, so that's <laughs> fine. Um, Marion Hashem had a dog named Zoshi you would have loved. She Tell was the more. best behaved German German Shepherd in the entire world. All she wants to do is be close to you, and if you stop petting her face, she like moves her head under your hand so that you are petting her, even if she doesn't like, even if you're not. So cute. Um, and she, if you like look sad, she'll offer you her paw. If you take her paw, she'll offer you her other paw, and then you're like dancing together. It's yeah. so cute. Aww. It was a bit much. She was adorable, like so well behaved and the right amount of protective and everything. I was like, this is the perfect dog. What's happening? Also, did you oh tell her God. your joke? Yeah. What's my joke? Your cayenne pepper joke? Okay. <laughs> no. Because you know what, Abigail? No one, not even me, knows what the joke is. Knows what the joke is. Nobody knows what the German Shepherd cayenne pepper joke is. Ugh, so frustrating. I have to tell you about these watercolor pens, though, that Mary was using for her coloring books, because I feel like you would love them so much. I have them. Why have I never gotten to paint with the fun watercolor pens, Abigail? Because I feel like um I feel like my coloring book paper isn't thick enough. She was using regular coloring books like you have. Well, maybe she got, you know, the $40 version on Amazon and maybe I got the $12 version. Okay. I don't know, but it really made a difference in the level of enjoyment to me. I was like, "Oh, this is way better." Like these watery pens dip it into the paint, make beautiful paintings. I was like, you can do so much nuance with these. It's gorgeous. Yeah. No, it is. I've got, you know, I've got quite the uh, collection of hobby crafting supplies. Not to be confused with my professional crafting supplies. I was going to say, do you have a hobbyist? (coughs) An entire huge fucking room of hobbyist crafting supplies. Oh, wait, no, that's your house. Oh, wait, it's my fucking cave. Abigail, what's up with you? Tell me a story. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked. I've been dealing with healthcare in America. <gasps> no, Trump's America? One and the same? I guess. I mean, this isn't even his fault. Well, let's see. Let's not be too hasty. I mean, obviously, I can blame him for anything I want. He's the president. That's what happens when you're the president. Thanks, Obama. Well... Uh, okay but Mm -hmm. but no this is this is a this is just some just regular the health system is shitty in our country full stop no (laughs) i know right no this like i mean i don't even know if it's worth like telling the details of the story because it's so boring but basically just do broad strokes what's happening broad strokes okay so i have um so i'm self-employed which means i have health care through uh the aca um, part of Covered California, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome because I am poor. They pay um, well over half of my premium every month. The government does, which is great. Um, and also, I'm like a sick person, so I need a lot of health care. You're very sick, very sick. And I often think about what would happen if I was as sick as you are. And I don't need any medications or anything right now. So, like, right. I'm amazed. That you are able to be taken care of so well. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice that I have, like, I mean, that I can get the health care and I can get a pretty good deal. Uh, thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> so, last fall, I changed my address from my apartment uh, in Orange uh... County to our friend Christie's house in San Bernardino County, which is my official, you know, residence on paper. Um, and so someone in the colored covered California office in Orange County was like, Oh good, not our problem anymore. That bitch moved Sorry. to San Bernardino County. We're colored, washing covered. We're washing our hands of this. Uh-huh. And it's a different department. And um their version of washing their hands was I think they thought maybe they were just deleting my file in their office. Oh, no. But actually, they just deleted my whole Covered California file. Why did that happen? Uh, probably because so they don't get paid enough. Yeah, they're like, let's just delete a bunch of people today. It's a Friday. Why not? Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, good. More people we don't have to worry about. Um. So then, you know. 
I get a letter telling me my healthcare has been terminated. I call Kaiser, who's my provider, and I say, what is this about? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Covered California told us you you chose to terminate it. So I called, Did I? I called Covered California, and I was like, hi, what happened? It's me. I'm like schnell schnelling. Uh, and I talked to the most amazing, helpful guy who was my hero until today. Um, and then he became your worst enemy. Uh, and he looks back and he he's the one that figures out. He's like, no, I see that your paperwork was all current and everything. I don't understand why this is terminated. And he goes back <coughs> and he discovers that Orange County was like, oh, burn, burn day. We delete all the files on Fridays. We call it Fahrenheit 451 Fridays, and everyone dresses up like Ray Bradbury, and we just burn everything we see. So he... I want to go to that party. That sounds fun. Yeah. He reinstates my files. Um, he's like, I'll just... Yeah. He's like, just hang on the phone with me for a little bit. Like, I'll just get this right back together. And I'm like, okay, am I, like, going to miss... En- Is there going to be a lapse in coverage of any kind? And he's like, no... Like, th- no, that won't no, be an no. issue. Everything's going to be fine, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> sure. And sure enough, like, a few weeks, like, a week later, I get confirmation that my coverage is active again from Kaiser. And then I need to pay my first bill. I go to the website, and there's no place to pay my bill because they say I don't have coverage. And I'm like, this is weird. I guess I need to make a phone call. Oh, no. And, I mean, making phone calls is, like the worst it really like it really gives me a lot a lot a lot of social anxiety yeah like i would rather do it in person than talk on the phone well at least in person you can read body cues like phone calls who knows where the phone calls going i don't know it just feels very like like even if i have a meeting like for work because all my clients are at a distance and usually we'll meet on skype and then if like one of my clients will just call my cell phone. I freak out because I'm like, wait, how am I? I'm not going to be able to see them. Wait, what's? And then I like have to de-escalate and be like, it's fine. You can do this. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I finally called a couple days ago. Um, and sure enough, the person I talked, I'm like, hi, I need to call and pay my bill. Per this email that says mm-hmm. I need to pay my bill. But for some reason, I couldn't pay online. And they're like, oh, you're not covered. You have no coverage. Your coverage is not active. It it expired. And I'm like, no, no. Like, let me tell you a story about the party in Orange County where they burned all the files. Like, it's fine. I'm all up to speed. It's just like there was this weird wrinkle. I've told that story to like eight different people. And broad strokes is that uh, basically when that really nice guy reinstated my file, he put a different address down and therefore, Kaiser created a different Abigail Schilling in their database. So there's the Abigail oh. Schilling whose coverage is expired. And she's the one with all of my medical information and everything. And then there's this Abigail Schilling, who knows who she is, who has an active file. Literally. Um, and, and so I basically spent like hours and hours on the phone with all sorts of different people. Um, trying to get them to reconcile these two accounts. And they keep saying stuff like, well, it'll take like 10 to 12 days. And they say it as if it's my fault. Like, yeah, we can get this fixed for you, but you're going to need to be patient. You know? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I literally did nothing. And like this one lady I talked to, she tried to, Mm -hmm. she was like, well, why do you think that you have like irreconciled accounts. Like, why do you think there's multiple accounts? And I explained it all I to her. I know exactly why. I explained it all to her. And she was like, well, I don't think so. And she was like, whoever told you you were covered, they must have been like, she's like, we do have two people with your name in our system. So they must have thought you were the other one. And I was like, I am the other one. I'm both of them. It's me. It's all me. It's just me. And she was like, no, this is a completely different address. And I was like, what's the address? Yeah. I can tell you every address it is, and it's still me. I know. I was like, do you want 16 addresses? I've been covered with Kaiser for nine years. There is no one else with my name. I am me. It is all me. Give me. And then, like, of course, there was all this, like, prescription stuff embroiled in it because 
I like had really responsibly gone and like got all my like refills lined up, made sure I had all my refills, did the thing on the website saying like, send me my That's drugs. so hard. Good job. It is so, hard, so hard, but I did it all. And then the pharmacy went to do it and they were like, oh, we can't send these to you because you're not covered. And I was like, can you okay. send them to the other Abigail who is covered? Um, Just send them to her and we'll see how it goes. Right. And then worst of all. Oh. I went in person to the pharmacy because the lady I talked to on the phone who told me she would reconcile my accounts, but it would take 10 to 12 days. She said to go in person because in person they basically have to give you your medicine regardless of your coverage under something called the believe me policy. What does that even mean? The believe me policy. It means if you say there's an issue with your account, they have to believe you and give you like 30 days to get it figured out. Uh, (laughs) So they were like, so she was like the people, the mail order people over the phone, like the phone refill pharmacy where they mail it to you. They can't do that over the phone. But if you go in in person, just tell them, believe me policy. So I go in. Literally, you say the words, believe me policy. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yep. that's not real. Yep. So I went in, and the lady's like, "Well, you don't have refills." And I was like, "No, I do. I'll, I'll burn this place down. Like, I'll burn another building down. Name any building, I'll burn it down." I was like, "Do you know how I many phone burn. conversations I had to have with doctors in order to get my refills? Like, with all the different drugs I take, they have to talk to me on the phone. They have to make sure I'm like, you know, not being." chill irresponsible right um and she's and i'm like and i'm like it's just showing that because the mail order people like see how it says status currently being filled i was like that's because Mm -hmm. the mail pharmacy started filling it and then had to stop because of my issues so then they told me to come here and talk to you and she was like well we're gonna need to talk to your doctor (gasps) your doctor calling in the big guns And then she told me to have a seat. She just cut me off and said, have a seat. My boss is telling me the line isn't moving fast enough. My boss is telling me, were you like, oh, you're invisible boss in the sky? Is it God? Is this Trump's America? And God's telling you the line's not moving fast enough? I was like, can I please talk to your boss? Like, can I speak to the manager? I pulled an angry white lady and I said, can I please speak to the manager? Excuse me. Who can help me? Is there someone that can help me? me? Excuse me. Which I had to say on the phone several times because someone would be like, yeah, it just shows that you're not covered. And I'd be like, yeah, but I have this other piece of paper that does say I'm covered with the application ID number on it. Who can I tell this ID number to? I don't know, ma'am. I can't help you with that. Who can help me? Hashtag who can help me. Abigail, the sad story is no one can help you. Anyway, the pharmacist broke some rules the other Abigail, and gave me a bunch of drugs. The other Abigail is getting an amazing deal right now, though. And I got to say, so then, like, they send me over to this other booth to, like, get my drugs. God knows what miracle yep. caused that. And they ring it up, and it's $1,200. <laughs> and you were like, sure, here's my racehorse. Like, I'll like, trade you one racehorse, <laughs> ten gold doubloons, uh, a thousand yards of the finest Chinese silk, and whatever else we have on the clipper ship, ten tons of tea. Here you go. That should square us off, right, Governor? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then I rolled out in my minivan. Well, those are the only people that have twelve hundred dollars, or you know, clipper ship traders yeah, in the seventeen hundred. Yeah, that was like a two month supply of. Uh, it was most of my drugs. Um, and I was like, oh, is this the price without coverage? And she was like, yeah, it shows that you're not covered. And she was like being breezy, like when you tell someone their credit card's been declined. Um, so weird. There's a problem with the system and your credit card's not working. It can't possibly be because you've been buying things on Zappos every day for a month. So maybe you can work that out with the credit card company and I'll pretend that I don't exist right now while you search for another card. And then yeah. you could say, it's a new card. I don't know what's happening. My brain's different than it was. Yeah. Right. Oh, dude, when I worked at Disneyland, it happened all the time. Not because not oh, because people not because people were overspending, but because their credit card companies were like, surely no one could spend two thousand dollars in a day. And Disney's like, that's our whole right. business model. <laughs> they were 
like, you're in a different country and you've spent nigh on $3,000. And they're like, yep, tell yeah, me no, more. Yeah, no, Disney's like, yeah, the hotel, the tickets, and you, of course you need this watch too. Like, this is how much it costs to come here. And the credit card company's like, someone must have taken your card. Like, all the time I had to tell people. I'm like, I know. Because they're like, no, I, I have the higher enough good. credit limit. And I'm like, I know, you just have to call them. I'm like, it happens to me. It's fine. I get coffee and a it watch. And it, to me. It, it would happen to me. That was the other thing. Like, I would, like, if I went, if I was at work and I got, like, coffee and lunch and then I bought something at our store, my credit card company would be like, did someone steal your card? Yeah, and they're having a field day at Disneyland. Um, <clears throat> so then I said, oh, yeah, on the phone they told me um, to come in and talk to you and uh, that it would be okay because of the believe me policy. And she was like, oh, okay. Nice. And then she, like, did a little key command and said, Nora, I need an override. And then Nora came over and did a little key command. And then the thing went from $1,200 to zero. That's crazy, See you dude. later, America. Got my drugs. I'm getting out of here with my doubloons and my chip of tea. It's so and my true. drugs. So, yeah, that's my boring healthcare story. It was boring, but I think it was important for everyone to hear is also how I feel about it. I feel like everyone should know what the fuck's actually happening out there on the front lines. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like, I mean, there's so many worse problems. Like, I still have coverage. No, there's It's still not. paid for. Oh, yeah, okay. But here's the thing. If I lose, like, this, this is a good story compared to, like, if I didn't have um, this. Like, if I didn't have this subsidized coverage, I wouldn't qualify for any plan because of all my illnesses. Um, and I yeah. would be paying those $1,200 just for my meds. You are very sick. I'm a sick baby girl. Sometimes You're I tell people that on the girl. phone when they're like, what plan do you have? And I'm like, the sick girl plan. And they're like, they feel awkward. And I'm like, why are you being awkward? You work in healthcare. Isn't that what we do here? We're all sick. We're all very sick. We're all not well. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know what it is? It's fine. Baby Amelia, who's two, um, doesn't talk a whole lot because she has two siblings that do all the talking for her. But I was literally going to say, well, I wouldn't talk either if I was surrounded by both Ellie and Jake, who are the most vocal children. Yeah. Um, but one of the things she does, like, t she has a couple sentences she says a lot. And one is, me fine. So you say, like, Amelia, do you need to go to the potty? <laughs> nope, me fine. Amelia, do you need to change your diaper? No, me fine. Amelia, is it time for a nap? No, me fine. Me you fine. Know, do you, I feel like a me fine in the world of, <laughs> do you feel like you fine, Abigail? No, Would like you that's, say the, me fine? that's the thing. I'm just like, it's just such a good dismissal of like anything. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I don't give a shit. No, me fine. Yeah, me fine. Me fine. She yeah. also said, she also, if you say like, are you silly? She says, no, me, Amelia. Oh, that's cute. It's no, I she's do like that. Yeah, no, her um, her language choices are on point. Adorable. She didn't. She didn't nap today, and um, uh -oh. and Sarah said this one is getting super punchy because she hasn't had a nap, and Amelia was like um on her back like a like a piggyback, and Amelia started like tapping her back. And said, mm -hmm. me punching. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. I really enjoy that. It was really me punching. It was really cute. Because Sarah was like, what are you doing? Me punching. Me punching. And Sarah me was murder. Like, sure. Me punching. Sure. Sure. Enjoy yourself. You seem busy. This is, you are, you are demonstrating that you are punchy. Yes. Good work. Tonight I was supposed to put her down for bed, but she didn't have her teeth brushed in time, so I couldn't. 
So was that something that she didn't do or something that someone else was supposed to help her with that she didn't do? Oh, her dad. So her dad was doing teeth with all three kids. And if he got her teeth done by a certain time, I would be available to then put her to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, But he didn't get her teeth done in time, which, to be fair, was like not really possible like it was kind of a long shot anyway so i didn't like i I didn't feel too bad because it was like oh there's this long shot where i can like do it this like in this tiny window Mm -hmm. but then uh her older sister ellie who turns six tomorrow and by six i mean 16 she's such a snot sometimes she can be a bit much i would say she like she's she is such a teenager she really is. She has a lot of so many feelings and like opinions and like so I'm living many. life this way and yeah. it's like calm yourself. Today she was talking capital so she, U capital R yourself calm it. She's homeschooled and she's grumpy about it. Well, Betsy DeVos is America. Can we can we just say? <laughs> so she's grumpy about it and today she was like, I want to go to school because at school they have uh. recess. <laughs> And her mom was like, her mom was like, honey, did you know that like at school you only have 15 minutes of recess and the rest of the time you're doing school, but here at home you do school for 15 minutes and then the rest of the day is recess. And that mm-hmm. logic, re- like, here's the thing that's funny about Ellie is like when she, when logic is used against her, she gets really mad because she knows, like, she just feels like well, it makes her feel dumb, right? Because she's been like, I get oh. it. yeah, no, it makes her feel dumb, which makes her even angrier because she's like, oh, I've been bested. Yeah, that's my whole life. I get it. And she gets really mad. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, we don't get to do whatever we want all day. All day long is it recess. We have to do the things you want us to do. Like, you make us clean up the messes we make. And, like, if we want to watch a show, you don't let us. We have to do whatever you want to do, Mom. Okay, there's no TV at school. They're not like, oh, you finished recess. Now you get to watch whatever TV show you want. I don't know. I've never been to school because I was also homeschooled just like Ellie. And I imagine that it was also this pinnacle of freedom. Like, oh, public school is so much better. Uh." And my mom's like, you literally get your work done by 11 a.m. And then you play outside all day and read. What more do you want out of your stupid, pathetic life? And I'm like, so Sarah, Sarah was like, A, you don't get to watch any shows at school either. B. <laughs> Bad news. If it's we not all... about watching television full time, although it seems like maybe it is. B. If we did what I wanted to do all day, I would be a lot less grumpy all the time. <laughs> and then Ellie stomped off and said, I want recess yeah. and slammed her door. Well, we all want recess, little she, friend. She, yeah, she came back 15 minutes later and was like, Mommy. I wanted to say I'm sorry for having a bad attitude and for slamming the door. And I was like, oh, good. Oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, she's not like 100% asshole. She just like has a teenager attitude. She got mad at me tonight because I wasn't putting her sister down, which therefore meant because I wasn't putting her sister down, she wouldn't get the attention she wanted from her parents or something. And she threatened that she would not let me do anything else until I changed my mind. And what did you do with such a violent threat? First, I said, you know, your attitude doesn't seem like a birthday girl attitude. You're acting like a little bitch, five-year-old. And then when that didn't really stymie the swell of anger being directed in my general direction, I just ignored her. A time-honored classical approach to parenting. Yep. yep. And then Let she laughed to go whine somewhere else. Sounds like how I deal with problems. And I, and I and I hopped on to this super important meeting. This is I heard you telling her that when you first got on, you were like, "This is an important meeting." I know. I enjoy when we meet like, on Skype. It is an important meeting, and we connect. But we're a bunch still of alcoholics. <laughs> like last <laughs> week when we got on, uh, uh, you answered, but you were like, "Be quiet," which is kind of like what I did when when I answered today because I was fighting with a six-year-old. I was also speaking to a child. Yeah. So yes. Somebody complaining about nonsense who needed some life coaching. Yes. Always. 
If oh only God. if only we needed life coaching and could understand what that's like to not know everything about everything. Abigail, if there's anyone who does need life coaching, it's probably me. Um, I started to listen to some life coaching classes today for my work. Um, and I didn't learn anything really too much because I've already taken so much life co- like coaching lessons through life already, you know? Yeah, just that, you know, that life we lead. The life coaching life, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else for the the podcast? Uh, I have to say, our podcast is really blowing up internationally. Only seventy five percent of oh our listeners goodness. are in the U.S. A full quarter of our listeners are international. Gabon, I love you. Gabon, me to death. <laughs> Gabon, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway. Show me your Gabon. (laughs) Gabon, I hope you know how happy you make her. Korea. 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 That's a line from um, The Best of Youth, which is my favorite Italian miniseries. They're all cheering for the Korean team, and they go, Korea, Korea. It's a quote from what? Yeah, that's a I know, right? It's not really even a quote. It's just me saying Korea in Italian. So, Oh, speaking of Italian, I finally uh, read Eat, Pray, Love. Isn't it a wash? I liked it a lot. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the movie, but I <gasps> I enjoyed the oh, book. Oh, Kate and I went to the movie. That's what yeah. happened. Have you, mm. You've read the book, right? No. Oh. Well, I heard the movies like. Oh. Well, okay, so the movie's silly. Yeah, yeah. but I could imagine, like, after reading the book, I could imagine that that they would take like. I mean, most of the book is like introspection, so the second you adapt that to a movie, you lose like a lot of that. That's why Wild was so like. Blackluster. Well, I mean, always it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to be. But it was like, they did a wetter, way better job than most introspective memoir adaptations. Was it wetter? <laughs> I never think that, like, jokes about misspeaks are funny. I don't either until recently, and then I do. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, anytime I hear it on podcasts and they, like, call each other out, I'm like, who cares? Who cares? We know what we try to say. No, this weekend I made a conscious effort not to, like, make fun of people when they misspoke. <laughs> oh, in that specific instance. Hey. Mm-hmm. 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 Joke life moments. Jeez, when do they start? When do they end? Mine's really short. What's yours? I got to level a thousand on Candy Crush Soda Saga. <gasps> you did not. That's kind that of is a, a huge accomplishment. I know. No, it know. really is. Like, I was like, I'm like so glad I have a like, podcast a so I can really like. Grab this one in. Mm-hmm. One for the books, you know? Man. Like, that's Never. beyond one for the books. That's something beyond. What's yours? I still have not fixed my car. It's been a month. My tire has been flat for a month, and I have just been taking Uber everywhere or riding the train. So maybe I'll never use my car again is how this works out. You should um, turn off your car insurance. Yeah. Or like reduce it or something. Call them and be like, I'm not driving it. What do I need to do? Yeah. I need to um, get it fixed because I need to use it in life. I can't just depend on people to drive me around forever, you know. Or can I? I used to work with these people. Um, they were from Mexico and they were um, they were actually in the U.S. because they were opening this like really baller store. Um, and so they were here on like a temporary visa of some kind. And um, they were like, 
we wanted to try out for the first two months just doing Uber and train versus like getting a car. Um, and so they were like, we added everything up and we were spending about $500 a month. What do you guys think? Like, do you think we could save money if we got a car? And we were like, no, $500 a month is amazing. Do what you're doing. That's a lot. For gas, insurance, and car? My car is cheaper than all of that with gas and insurance and the car payment. My Usually my car payment and insurance is about 300 a month together. Mm-hmm. And then gas is... Probably 50 a week. 50 a week. Plus, then you have repairs and stuff. And that's not even counting, like, a car down payment or whatever. Yeah, I'm finding a lot of joy in not driving at all. I'll just reiterate that. (laughs) It's bringing me happiness. Do you have a less car-related joke life moment? Um, let me think. Uh, here's kind of, it's like the antithesis of a joke life moment, but it was important to me personally, I would say. So this is just a brag moment. Oh, is that what a, oh my goodness, I didn't realize. Um, yeah. So at the conference I went to on Monday, it was this big like work conference and about marketing and all this stuff. And I tracked, I better than tracked along with what was happening. I like completely understood everything that was happening at the conference. And I was fully up to speed on every single marketing maneuver they were talking about. And I was like, Oh, I'm not an idiot. I'm not far behind. I know exactly what's happening. I'm smart and I get it. And I, a lot of people in the room had questions where I was like, that's so obvious and dumb. Why are you asking that question? And yeah, I just, I, I felt very like, Oh, things are not as bad as I thought. I know what's happening. Good. Congratulations. Uh, way to right. dis- way to destroy what our podcast is and swoop in for a bra- brag you- life moment. Brag life moment. Here's a joke life moment. No matter what, over the past four months of nonstop rain in every city I've been in, I've refused to wear any kind of rain jacket or do anything about it. So in San that Francisco. Is, that's very during- joke life. <laughs> yeah. I keep being like, it's fine. It'll stop. So in San Francisco, I walked to the BART drenched. Um, Everyone's looking at me like, what a sad homeless girl wearing no rain jacket. Must be really poor. Can't afford to like take care of herself. Um, I ride the BART to San Francisco. Accurate. Can't afford to take care of herself. I get out of the BART. It's raining. Every single person has an umbrella. I'm like, it's fine. You're like, umbrellas are for babies. Umbrellas are for babies. Rain jackets are for bitches. That's the rhyme. I'm sticking to it. I walk to the St. Regis Hotel, the fancy hotel where my conference is. And the lady there is like, oh, my gosh. Like, do you, are, do you need a moment in the bathroom to, like, take care of yourself before I seat you for breakfast? And I was like, no, unless it's a problem. Is it a problem? <laughs> like, do, do you guys need me to look different to sit down? And she was like, no, it's fine. Whatever you want. I just would assume someone that was completely drenched with rain would want to dry off a bit before they sat down. And I was like, oh no, I don't care. You were like coffee. She was like, okay. And then led me to a dark, quiet corner of the restaurant away from the other patrons. Fair enough, lady. Fair enough. That No, that's pretty good. Well done. Thank you for bringing our yeah. podcast back to the uh low low median yeah literally homeless lady ventures out on the town was what the vibe was of that whole situation um i was hanging out with my friend jeff over the weekend carolyn's brother and he is a math teacher for some age i don't know what but they were doing like he was grading homework and they were graphing lines on a like you know chart with the axes and all of the answers were lines and one kid like definitely submitted a triangle and I was like oh this is what Amanda would do <laughs> I tried so hard triangle is probably the answer triangle why not yeah normal 
<clears throat> All right. Do you know what we have to say at the end of our podcast? I do. Can I say it? Yeah. Okay. You've been listening to Two Girls Talking Podcast, so you can head to our website, twogirlstalking.club. Check out the cool, nifty things that are happening there. You can buy my book. What, what? No, you, can, you can't buy um, the book on the website. Oh, never mind. Nothing can happen on the website at all. It's just a useless you website. You can submit a joke to... life moment. That's the only thing you can do there. <laughs> all right. Please submit your joke life I did ask you to get me information about, about your book so I could put it on the website and you never gave it to me. That sounds like about my level of salesmanship. So, perfect. Um, book sales are now closed. No one can get it. How about that? There we go. So keep them um, at keep also, them begging. Keep them begging, begging for me to finish the thing. People have been emailing me. You can go to iTunes, hoping someone will, and maybe I will, um, you know, meet a new friend there in the reviews section of my podcast. So yes, two girls talking at club slash iTunes reviews. I will give away. I will give know away. It, it. I will give away one of Amanda's books. I will pay for it myself with my <laughs> two girls talking earnings um, to someone who leaves us an iTunes, which review. is zero dollars. <laughs> hey, they don't have to know that. They don't have to know that this makes us no money, and we just do it for the love of the art. Mm-hmm. So yeah, leave us a review, and um, I will give you a copy of Amanda's book. I, that's not against the rules, right? It doesn't have to be a good review. No. No, it can be anything. You can literally say whatever you want, just a review. Just let us know you're out there, especially if you're one of our secret international listeners. <gasps> and we want to know so much about you. We're so intrigued by the international market right now and like what's happening out there and who you are and what you're thinking about. So just tell us. Come on. Okay, is that enough, Abigail? Yeah, no, we're good. We did it. We did a show. Bye. Bye.